Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This is a podcast for Fort Worthians who love our city and want stories from our community's creators. You love Fort Worth? You want to know what's happening in your backyard? Then this podcast was made for you. This show can be found on all of the podcast players. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're available there. Also available on YouTube and all the social media links. Just look for Fort Worth Roots. Starting last week, we decided we were going to start highlighting some veteran-owned businesses that are inside the Fort Worth DFW area. And the first company that got back to me was Squad STX Boys Camping. Squad STX is an overnight primitive camping, hiking, orienteering, and laser tag course for boys designed by the U.S. Army Infantry Officers as an alternative to Boy Scouts and traditional summer camp. We develop strong leadership skills through squad competitions, time-tested military training methodologies, and situational training exercises. This place is located down uh, next to Dinosaur Valley State Park over there by Glen Rose, Texas. This is designed for boys ages 11 through 16. It's 100% outdoors, overnight camping, hiking, wilderness skills, land navigation, laser tag missions. It looks like a lot of fun. I know any kid that age would just love this. You can find their information at www.squadstx.com. And Squad STX, thanks for doing this with us. And then one other announcement. I'm going to be talking about this right up until the event, uh, which is April 30th. River Oaks is putting on the River Oaks Spring Fest Car Show. And this information will be in the show notes, but it's going to be on Saturday, April 30th. It's going to be trucks, muscle cars, antiques. There's going to be vendors and a pop-up market, games and events. This, is, this entire event is going to be benefiting the Friends of the River Oaks Animal Shelter, which is cool. You know you're a dog person, right? Or a cat person. It says animals, not just dogs. Uh, And the YMCA Camp Carter, which apparently is like a 300-acre park right in the middle of a metropolitan area. This is free to the spectators. There's going to be, I think, last count, Darren said there was going to be upwards of 70 different vendors there. And he compared this to, to like Mayfest. But uh, we've got plenty of time to plan for this, and I think it's going to be a huge event. Fort Worth Roots is going to be there. It's going to be the first time I've taken the show to an event. It's free, it's on a Saturday, and you got two months from, from today to get ready for this thing. Over two months. So put that on your schedule. Make a trip out there. See what kind of weird stuff I bring to the show. And I might even bring the grill out. Because last time we did an event like this, nobody cared about anything else I was doing except for the hot dogs. So I might get with Darren on this, bring the grill out, and uh, maybe make some hot dogs for people. Whatever. Anyway, we'll just be there talking about the show. Might even do some uh, remote episodes. Might do some recordings that day. Just real quick, I wanted to shout out a few names of people that have been messaging me. uh, Some of them through Facebook Messenger. Some of them are just commenting on posts. Some of them are actually sharing the episodes. And uh, then I've even got some people emailing me saying, thank you for the episode or I enjoyed the episode. Keep up the good work. Little stuff like that just means a lot to me. Uh, Angela Walker, Darren Howe, Mickey Wendell, Harry Smith. Smith, Mark Nobles, Brock Dwald, Matthew Stephen Jones, Joe Savage, James Norred, Trista Morris, Lucas Peterson, Matthew Broyles, the folks over at Hightower Band, Paul Smith, Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations, Lily Lorraine, Renee Gomez, Sarah Nesbitt, Don Martinez Gutierrez, Kate Greyhouse, and Mona DP, and Chris Jokish. Sorry if I mispronounced that last name. Anyway, I really do appreciate it. That gives me a lot of motivation to keep the show going. Uh, As you know, if you've been listening to this, I say it all the time. I'll keep this show going no matter what because it's something that I enjoy doing. But getting little bits of uh, 
uh, feedback and encouragement and things like that it goes a long way. So thank you to anybody that's been sharing the uh, the podcast or liking some of the stuff or leaving comments and sending me emails. Thank you. Thank you very much. Those are just a few of the names that I read off while I was going through my Facebook notifications and my emails. Uh, if I did not include your name here, I'm so sorry, but thank you for your support. Every, th- every time y'all send me a message, it just makes my day. So a lot of people contact Fort Worth Roots and uh, start the conversation about being on the show, guesting, and, and doing one of these little recordings with us. And then sometimes I reach out to them and uh, try to get them on the show. And a lot of people are like, nah, I don't understand podcasts. I don't want to do it. Or I've never heard of you, so I'm out. And that's completely understandable. But every once in a while, I'll get a hold of somebody and they are nice enough to you know, honor us with a, a quick interview. Um, lately, I've been wanting to get Fort Worth Roots involved in the rodeo scene. Uh, it, it's part of our city. It's it's very culturally tied to how we live here. Our guest today is the Chief Operating Officer at Cowtown Coliseum, and we will be posting all this information in the show notes, but you can go to cowtowncoliseum.com and see the events that are happening down there. They do stuff every weekend. When you go to cowtowncoliseum.com, you'll get a full list of all the events that they've got going on out there. And I'm looking at their schedule right now as jam-packed. A big thank you to Cowtown Coliseum. And please give it up for our guest today, Chief Operating Officer out at Cowtown Coliseum, Mr. Clayton Cullen. Thank you all for being here. Let's start the show. How long have you been the chief operating officer here at Cowtown Coliseum? A uh, year and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not brand new to it, but... No, uh, but fairly new. Yeah. yeah. Now, before you, did you uh, step into somebody's role that had been here for a very long time? Yeah. The uh, the ownership of the lease with the city changed hands in uh, July of 2020. I came on in August of 2020. Okay. So That's all new management? So everything is brand new. Okay. The announcer that... Uh, handles the the rodeo whenever y'all are having it here um is that the same gentleman that does fort worth stock show and rodeo no okay that's different billy huckabee is our weekly announcer and he has been doing this rodeo for about the last 25 years okay yeah so you've you've got some veterans here oh yeah yeah (laughs) a lot of long tenured people here now i know that uh myself and some friends have been down here and seen the rodeo but what goes on here on a weekly basis y'all do a rodeo every night we do a rodeo every Friday and Saturday night of yeah. every week, unless there's a special event booked, mm-hmm. which we have some of those that uh, where we don't have rodeo. But most of the time, we're doing our regular Stockyards Championship rodeo every Friday and Saturday night. Now, what goes into that? Is that part of a uh, organization? I'm, I'm kind of ignorant to the rodeo. No, that's and quite I, all I'm, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, not. We are our own sanctioning body. We have our own association. It's Stockyard Championship Rodeo, um, and so we do our own rodeos. It's not part Part of a, a larger organization. Occasionally, we do PRCA sanctioned rodeos. Uh, when a special event comes up or something like that, we'll do uh, a PRCA sanction. Uh, but the, by and large, the most of our rodeos are just simply independent rodeos. Okay. So for somebody trying to progress their career in a certain event, would, would coming out here and, and winning that championship help them advance in any way? Well, it'll give them experience, yeah. rodeo experience. It, it doesn't count for points for any other association, but it certainly gives them experience. Right, right. Now, uh, you said that you 
just started about a year and a half ago. Are you originally from the Fort Worth area? I am not. I'm originally from California. Okay. I came here to take this job. Uh, prior to that, I was the senior uh, vice president of production for professional bull riders for 12 years. Oh, wow. So I toured the world over with uh, PBR uh, producing all of their shows. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you say all over the world, what other countries did y'all take bull riding uh, to? Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Australia. And I spent two weeks in China uh, trying to set up a tour that never happened, but I did go to China and, and uh, work for two weeks over there uh, setting stuff up. So mm, That just, sounds like just a never, hell of a story. Uh, yeah, it just never came together, but uh, it was fun to get to go to China. So were you, you guys were trying to kind of branch into a new demographic, a new market in China? Yeah, yeah. Start, a, start a tour over there. We had a, a partner over there, turned out to be a bit unscrupulous, and so the deal kind of fell apart, so... Okay. It never happened. Were y'all having issues uh, with the local government trying to get in there? No, or? the local government seemed quite receptive uh, to us coming in and bringing Western-style bull riding to China. We oh. uh, actually sent, uh, shipped, uh, I mean, we were so close, we shipped 100 bucking bulls from Australia there. <laughs> we shipped uh, an entire preferred arena over there, which, to my knowledge, I guess they're still there. I don't know. Wow. Uh, the, the bulls might be hamburgers by now. Who knows? <laughs> I would think, right? I mean, because yeah. if, if they're not know. being used for their intended purpose, right. then you've got 100 head of cattle running right. around. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like hamburger. Yeah, yeah, expensive <laughs> hamburger, but <laughs> yeah, because we actually flew them over on a jet from Australia. Jesus, so built uh, huge shipping crates, put the bulls bulls in there, and uh, uh, air mailed them to China. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, I, I didn't even know you could do that with cattle. Oh yeah, yeah, hmm. you can. Does that happen pretty frequently, or only when you yeah, set things with, up in China? Well, with horses and, and different kinds of livestock, like show horses or oh, race wow. horses or uh, you know uh, rodeo livestock, things like that. There's a whole subculture uh, with the the rodeo, and uh, I think that show that myself and my fiance really enjoy watching Yellowstone has <laughs> yeah. kind of brought a little bit of oh, sure. new blood into it's focused the focused a lot uh, rodeo. of attention to to rodeo and to the western lifestyle mm -hmm. absolutely has that in 1883 I think mm -hmm. is the name of the show 1883 which was filmed right down the street here a big portion of the the opening uh, episode was shot right down the street here from right. the Coliseum yeah and they kind of superimposed uh, mm -hmm. somebody else's courthouse in the background yep. but yep that's uh that's exchange right yep and that's where yeah. you guys are it located was, we're on east exchange they filmed that on west exchange right across main street right and then one of the buildings down there uh, maybe more but i know one for sure is, is trying to get the city to allow them to keep that uh stage set yeah that i don't put. know what the the status of that is i think they were trying to do that but i think they pretty much took everything back to the way it was before yeah. they started yeah, so, just couldn't get it uh, I, to, I to comply with code. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know what the, the particulars were, but yeah. everything looks like it did before. Yeah. yeah. So have you seen kind of a, an increase in, in traffic with uh, ticket sales since then? Absolutely. Um, the year and a half that I have been here, of course, when I started, we were right in the middle of COVID and all of the right. COVID restrictions and yeah. the limitations on capacity and things like that. But since that time, uh, we've just been steadily increasing in the stockyards in general uh, down here have just been exploding with uh, the opening of Mule Alley, the opening of the Drover Hotel, the Hotel Drover, excuse me, um, all, all of these things. It, it, there's just an increased amount of traffic here. Uh, mm -hmm. Saturday night, this just past Saturday night, we sold out the rodeo, completely couldn't sell another ticket. The stockyards was crammed full of people. Everybody's out having a great time. Stockyards is a happening place now. It is, yeah. And uh, we 
end up talking about the stockyards a lot, this being kind of a Fort Worth Central podcast. Um, but there has been so much uh, increase in, in international vacationers, I mm-hmm. guess, tourists mm-hmm. that come in here. And so you'll you'll be walking down. Uh, what is that? You got Risky's right here, and at the end you got the record store. What is that tunnel uh, there? Uh, stockyard Station. Stockyard Station. Mm-hmm. If you if you walk through there, you can kind of catch people. Oh, yeah. uh, talking in different languages from from all over the world. It's interesting because uh, at our rodeo uh, Friday and Saturday, they were here both nights. We had a film crew from France here, mm-hmm. and they are filming a documentary on Fort Worth and the things to do in Fort Worth. And they were following our stock contractor C.K. Reed uh, and his wife Ashley around. They were following them and and uh, filming all that. So they filmed here at the rodeo for two nights, and it, they could barely speak English. They were directly from. France. They were filming a French documentary on Fort Worth Rodeo. We had a gentleman on the show not too long ago. His name, he goes by Frenchie. And um, he was selected, I guess, by the mayor to represent Fort Worth whenever our sister city, uh, Nimes, Nimes, France, came into town with their delegates because they didn't speak any English either. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why that's probably just my own ignorance, but it's just wild to, to think of somebody coming here not knowing any english how hard it must be to get around yeah i can imagine so um but yeah our our sister city for some reason is Nimes, france how about that interesting so um now with you being new to the the area uh, now when you took the position was this your first time to texas oh no no i it's funny because i actually worked in this building for like six years okay i have produced the american rodeo uh since its inception eight years ago and so the semifinals are always held here at the Coliseum. And uh, I would always stand out in the middle of the arena and look around and kind of marvel at the building because the building has so much character. It's a 114-year-old building. Um, and and it was just, a, it, it needed some attention. And I, I would look around and I'd go, man, if I, if I was here, I would do this and I would do that and I would change that up there and I'd clean this up and I'd do something else. So when I interviewed for the job uh, with Craig Cavalier with Stockyards Heritage Development, uh, I began to share with him that. He said, you mean you actually had a hit list of things you would do? I said, I did. <laughs> Never dreaming that uh, you know, I might actually have a chance to fulfill some of those. Right. Uh, so it was rather interesting that you know, I'd been very familiar with the building and had different ideas in mind, things that I wanted to do, but never in a million years dreamed that that I would be living here in Fort Worth and and uh, actually have the ability to make some of those changes. So it's been quite quite a fun ride. It was built in 88 days at a cost of $250,000. You can't even get a permit nowadays in 88 days. Yeah. <laughs> Much and, less build it start to and finish. And this entire arena was built in two, uh, 88, 88 days, days for 255000 Yep. It seems like pennies, that doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. does. <laughs> but it was 114 years ago. Yeah, yeah. but even then it kind of sounds yeah. cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's sure an does. incredible area. Um, I I really wanted to find a way to to get Fort Worth Roots involved uh, with the rodeo scene uh, because it's it's something that we've always enjoyed. We go to the stock show and rodeo every single year. It's a family tradition. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we just really enjoy it. Our, our family is, is removed from that, that culture. Uh, because we we just were not raised uh, with cattle mm-hmm. or uh, around horses or anything like that, but uh, we'd love to come out and find a way to to talk to your your young athletes out there and uh, it, any of them that would like to sit in front of the microphone yeah. and and kind of tell us a little bit about their trade and mm-hmm. what goes into it. Because I mean, I am 
I'm about as novice as you can get. I'm a spectator, but right. and I enjoy it, but I don't know anything about it. It was very interesting. Just this past two Saturdays, we did a matinee rodeo, and it was kind of focused on the future of rodeo. Mm-hmm. Because we have some young people, and when I say young, I'm talking 9, 10, and 11 years old, uh, that are very much a part of our weekly rodeo. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we also extended an invitation for all the uh, actual participants, rodeo contestants, uh, 12 years of age and under. We paid their entry fee to get them to come here. So our Saturday matinee rodeos for the last two weeks have been very kid-focused, focused awesome. on the future of rodeo. And it was phenomenal. It was just so cool seeing all of the, the young kids. We had youth bull riding. So we had six uh, uh, very young uh, bull riders that came out. I had an 11-year-old, Sophia, that does our, our pre-show and after-show here. She's a phenomenal singer. And she came out and did interviews with all the bull riders after oh, they awesome. after they got <laughs> off of their, their rides. Did a phenomenal job. It was just hilarious. Uh, everybody just thought it was so cool. That is awesome. Yeah, it so was fun. The, the, the future of rodeo is looking good with this new generation. Yeah, absolutely. The future of rodeo is in very good hands, I believe. Awesome. Yeah. Because there, there are a lot of sub, sub-communities that you look into that are kind of drying up and uh, has nothing to do with rodeo, but like CB radio, uh, ham radio operators, things like that. There used to be a network of operators across the United mm-hmm. States, and they held permits, mm-hmm. and they could communicate. And I think the state or the federal government actually funded to keep these very large antennas up to date or at least maintained at any rate they would uh, be able to use that as a secondary communication system Mm -hmm. god forbid something happen and and we can't use our cell phones or landlines or anything like that we still have a backup well over the years that community has just kind of fallen apart you know they've aged out nobody Mm -hmm. picked up the trade uh, behind it because there's it's a skill set and so now the the government that has been paying for those stations to to stay powered and maintained we're starting to shut them down one by one. So we've, we've lost something. And uh, I always worry about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Private pilot community, that's another one, um, where there's just not as many uh, individual uh, aircraft owners. And so that's another community. Right. It's just kind of drifting away. So whenever you brought up the future of rodeo, yep. I'm glad to hear that it's not fading out like the rest of these. No, there's, and, there's a lot of interest in rodeo. Yeah. And I'm glad to see that. Yeah. And glad that the, the Coliseum's here because y'all do put on a great show. Thank you. I uh, have not much. been probably in about two years, so maybe well, it's maybe time we, you yeah. be here. <laughs> <laughs> now I noticed you have a pretty. Uh, it looks like a very specific type of belt buckle there. Were you a rider at some point? No, this the belt buckle that I have is my ten year anniversary buckle with PBR. Oh, okay. So uh, and it's funny you mentioned that then because I I get a lot of questions. Oh, did you used to ride? And I go no, I got this belt buckle for being ridden, not for riding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, ten ten years with PBR touring and and doing all of their production, and so they they gave me a buckle at my ten year anniversary. That was nice, of them. yeah, it was yeah. very nice. So no bull riding for you? No, no. I I like to tell people I'm much smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, two broken bones in my life, and one of them was from getting kicked off a horse. So uh, yeah, fifty yeah, percent of my fractures. I've seen a lot of injuries in my tenure with PBR, and uh, I'm sure you've seen some awful part. ones. I have. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Yes, Unfortunately, I have. I've I've been to some some rodeos where they had to take people out on stretchers. And yep, happens all the time. What happens? It's funny uh, with PBR. We used to have a saying, you know, you watch NFL and you see a guy get a concussion. Oh my God, he's out for six weeks. And with PBR, <laughs> we used to say, oh, he's only got a concussion. Thank God. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> Literally, sure. a concussion was a minor thing, and you know, with PBR, uh, because they get such horrific injuries, and and they want to get right back on the next show. You right. Know, they, yeah. Because if they're not riding, they're not making any money. So. Right. Yeah. So. And they've spent a lot of time uh, training and and making sure that they're ready for this event, and you know, it happens yep. so fast. Yes, it does. One second you're on top of the world and feeling great and uh, it just takes getting kicked by one next one next hoof. second you're looking at the underside of the bull <laughs> yeah yeah pretty rough yeah now, do y'all have a, a staff here that that manage the, uh, the the livestock and take care of the event down in the arena we have a, a contractor that uh, brings all okay. of our livestock for us on a regular basis ck reed with double r rodeo okay uh, so he manages all of the livestock for us brings everything from the buck and horses the bulls the calves the steers everything completely outsourced so yeah. y'all aren't have y'all don't have to worry no about that. we don't we don't keep any stock here during the week or anything they all live out on ck's ranch and then uh he's under contract with the with the rodeo to bring them every week okay and do y'all have anything to do with the the daily cattle drive out front no we don't other than just enjoying it yeah uh, but we don't uh, manage that or anything that's managed by visit fort worth mm-hmm. and, the, and the herd the stockyards is the place to be now it's mm-hmm. just growing continually yeah that was something i wanted to ask you about you've seen some of the changes over the last year and a half um and you're no stranger to the area you said right. you spent six years working here before mm-hmm. that do you think that all this growth is going to change the culture down here or do you think we're insulated I, from that I, I think that there's been a very focused uh, initiative to keep the stockyards the way it is improve it but yet retain that culture, retain that heritage. Even yeah. uh, the name of the the company that's doing the development here, Stockyards Heritage, that that was a real, that was very meaningful in the selection of that name because they very much want to preserve the heritage that is here in the stockyards. And I think they have done a phenomenal job yeah. and accomplished that goal very much. So they've worked very hard at maintaining that, and I think they're doing a really good job. So no, I don't think with all the improvements, those are great, but I don't think they're going to take away from the heritage or the the general feel of the stockyards down yeah. here i'm glad to hear you say that and i i have to agree with you like the mule alley they worked on that for a couple of years yep. but um even with all the up-to-date renovations down there to include the drover yep. it all matches it kind of it fits the stockyard they, they didn't rob no. uh the the essence or the feel of it it still feels like the stockyards i just there. did a, a video because we're celebrating the 132nd anniversary of the stockyards this month uh, okay. the month of january 132 years ago is when this this area actually came into existence and so i created a, a little video um that we show in the rodeo we're showing it the whole month of january in the middle of the rodeo we show this little video and in this video there are some very very archaic pictures of of mule alley and and exchange avenue and and all of that and i looked at the this one picture of mule alley and i was commenting to someone as it came up on the screen i said look at that you can absolutely recognize right where that is because it still looks like that today even though there are modern shops and restaurants and and office complexes and things like that in in mule alley occupying Mm -hmm. those mule barns mule and horse barns but yet the look of it you can look down mule alley and absolutely recognize that picture and i I can't even tell you what the date of that picture was but it was decades ago now was this whole area known as uh hell's half anchor or was that no that's a little farther up this is this was always known as the stockyards okay this is where all of the the uh the cattle were bought and sold and then they went to processing at the armor and swift plants at the end of exchange and that track right there uh that goes through that uh, the shops area lot. 
That, oh, that track, yeah. Yeah, that's still active. It, it? is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Grapevine Railroad, the Grapevine Vintage Railroad comes down there on the weekends. Where do you get tickets for that? Uh, well, you can get tickets to go that direction here, uh-huh. or you can go to Grapevine and get on it there, and it'll bring you down here and then take you back to Grapevine. Is there a kiosk or uh, office? Uh, down here, there's there's a little office down there in Stockyard okay. Station where you can get tickets. Or, it, or, like I said, you can go to Grapevine. Yeah, as many times as I've been there. down here, I've never seen that train. My family and I have, have taken that train ride several times it's a hoot i'm telling you it is just so much fun yeah uh do you kind of you know their schedule i don't is it, I, is it a monday through friday thing no or? it's mostly the weekend saturday Weekends? Sunday, okay I think. okay yeah that might be why i've missed it yeah but. well but it's a lot of fun i appreciate uh you sitting down and doing this with me sure. um we're, we're we're happy to promote anything now that you've been on the show if you have an event coming up and you want us to share that with our audience uh on our social media accounts we're happy to do it and, um, you know, if uh, there's a big event coming up and you want to do another one of these interviews so we can plug it and talk to our audience about it, we're happy to help. Good. Glad right. to. Well, Clayton, you thank bet. you again. You bet. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up in Fort okay. Worth Roots. All right. We will see you next week. Thank you all for listening. Bye. A sincere thank you to our friends out of Cowtown Coliseum for giving us a t- the, the time to do the recording. Mr. Clayton Cullen, thank you for having us out. Hope to do more with these guys. It's, uh, it's a facility with a lot of history, and there is... Uh, I don't know why that amazes me so much. I don't know why I like these old historical buildings, but I do. And there's uh, a ton of events out there that you guys can go see. Just look up cowtowncoliseum.com and I could rattle off these dates but I mean it's it's almost every day they got something going on out there so check that out I'll include a link in the show notes really easy to remember though cowtowncoliseum.com another big thank you to our friends out at squad stx where is that okay www.squadstx.com boys camping it's an all-boys, age 11 through 16, 100% outdoor, overnight camping, hiking, wilderness skills, land navigation, and laser tag missions. Sounds awesome. They got a boys summer camp. That's a five days, four nights thing. They got a father and son camp. Three days, two night thing. And you can register for it online at www.squatstx.com. Thank you all for being here. Don't forget, we got the River Oaks Car Show coming up uh, April 30th. Put it on your calendar. Fort Worth Roots is going to be there, and we're excited. Finally going to take the show out and actually meet some real people. So, not that you're not real people. I just haven't seen you in person. Hope you're having a good day. Have a great week, and I'll see you next Monday. Peace. Peace.